ओम अज्ञानतिमिरंधस्यज्ञानंजनशलाकाया चक्षुरुन मिलितम् येन तस्माय श्रीगुरवे नमः During Janmashmi, on the appearance of Sri Gaurahari, we observe a Kadashi fasting, means free from grains and beans. What happens on this day for grains and beans, or is it for some additional austerities? What do you mean? What happens to this day? What does that mean? What happens if you eat grains and beans on this day? Sorry, my life. During the Ekadashi, yeah. grains and beans. Yeah. We are not supposed to take. Yeah. Uh, what happens to grains before Ekadashi? Is it same happening on this particular day? What do you mean that in the uh, Ekadashi Mahatma had said that all the pap enters grains and beans yeah. on Ekadashi day? Uh, no, it's not. It's not like that on Janmashtami or Gohari. Gohari's appearance. Uh, actually, during Janmashtami, observed complete fasting, and traditionally that would be until the next morning. We'd observe, should observe jagara all night, and then the next morning take prasadam, grains. But Prabhupada introduced that you can take some light prasad at night. Because mostly in the present-day people aren't accustomed to so much fasting, and especially because we have to fast anyway the next day for Vyasa Puja, Prabhupada's Vyasa Puja. So it's not exactly the same as a Kadashi fasting in that respect. His divine grace, Srila Prabhupada, said to hear from pure devotees which will have more effect on the listener. When that facility is available by the association of his disciples, whenever, by their causeless mercy, they are coming to enlighten the most fallen souls by traveling to different parts of the world, why the so-called leaders are not utilizing that opportunity and not allowing others to associate? This looks like a loaded question. Um, well, I don't know all the nuances or the subtleties behind all this. There seems to be some insinuation that the leaders out of their spite are denying some persons a chance to associate with others. Well, I don't know, it, it sounds what we might call a controversial question. I think it's better to ask the persons concern themselves what the reason is. I mean, one very practical reason might be that there's not so much space at all. I can just think. I mean, those who are leaders, they often come under a lot of uh, criticism, but then you see, they're only leaders because they're taking the initiative to bring Krishna consciousness to others. And I, I don't think others would come to Krishna consciousness if they were such bad persons, so you should kindly ask the concerned leaders themselves to avoid misleading preaching, kindly clarify, is Lord Krishna part and parcel of Lord Narayan and Lord Narayan himself came as Lord Krishna or Lord Narayan is the expansion of Lord Krishna, and Lord Krishna is the origin of all expansions and incarnations with all the 64 attributes. Well, in the most intrinsic sense, the second statement is more correct. As we understand, especially Rupa Goswami Prabhupada has analyzed that Narayan has all the qualities of the Personality of Godhead. He is the Personality of Godhead. He is non-different from Krishna. But, 
still Krishna has four qualities which Lord Narayan doesn't have, which makes Krishna <coughs> actually Krishna means even more at all attractive, even attractive to Narayana. What are those four qualities? Anyone can say one? His flute, his flute. Not peacock feather, that's not mentioned. What's the beautiful? Yes, his form is attractive even. So that's Venu Madhuri, Rupa Madhuri. His form is attractive even to Narayana. That's described how uh, Lord Narayan also takes pleasure in seeing the form of Krishna. Yeah, then? Yeah. He has uh, wonderful associates. It's called who have whose love for him is unparalleled. That's called Prema Madhuri. And one more. Let's ask the Matajis. Uh, you know? Anyone knows? Childhood pastimes. Childhood pastimes and all his pastimes. They are exceptionally wonderful, even as compared to Narayana. It's called Lila Madhuri. So actually, Narayana and Krishna, they are non different. And in one sense, it could be said that Krishna expands from Narayana. This is discussed in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Because all the incarnations, including Krishna, who is the origin of all the incarnations, they appear as expansions of Lord Vishnu. But then Vishnu himself originally expands from Krishna. So both things could be said to be true. But actually if we examine all these Shastras in great detail, we'll find that actually Krishna is the origin of Narayana and not vice versa, even though they are the same personality of Godhead. And it's not really worth making a big fuss about this question actually. It's, if someone is worshipping Narayana, very nice. We're very happy. We may suggest that you worship Krishna. If you're worshipping Narayana, that's very good. The persons that we really need to preach to are those who have no interest in Narayana. Once a person has taken up Harinam initiation, is it necessary for him or her to chant Narayaniyam as an additional mantra? The answer to that is no, not necessary. And um, of course this may be shocking to some of you, but actually um, Narayaniyam, it may not be actually to the standard of pure devotional service as given by our Acharyas. There may be some mixed understanding there. So, Narayaniyam is uh, deduced from Srimad Bhagavatam. So better to study Srimad Bhagavatam with Prabhupada's commentary. <coughs> Any more questions? You're writing questions? Yeah. Because after this one, I have to study. In the purport to text 45 of Brahma Sanghita, Shirangyata Adhis, it is stated that the supremacy of Shambhu is subservient to that of Govinda. Hence, they are not really different from each other. The non-distinction is established by the fact that just as milk treated with acid turns into curd, so Godhead becomes subservient when he himself attains a distinct personality by the addition of a particular element of adulteration. This personality has no independent initiative. The said adulterating principle is constituted of a combination of the stupefying quality of the deluding energy, the quality of non-plenitude of the marginal potency, and a slight degree of the ecstatic come cognitive principle of the plenary spiritual potency. So you all understood that, right? No. It's very difficult language. It's very difficult to understand. 
Yes. The level of English is very different. And even to understand the concepts, you have to study the philosophy and Prabhupada's books very deeply, even to begin to understand what this is all about. Please elucidate this adulterating principle and the sentence underlined, which is that this personality has no independent initiative. That Shambhu has no independent initiative means that he works under the direction of Govinda, Krishna. It's a straightforward and easy thing to understand. The adulterating principle means that Lord Shiva is connected with Maya, with the external potency. Therefore, although he is worshipable as the topmost Vaishnava in uh, some manifestations of Lord Shiva, it's, there appears it's to be, that's described as a shadow, Chayeva Yasya So, Lord Shiva, although he's the topmost Vaishnava, is in contact with the material energy, directly in contact, which is one reason that he is not considered exactly on the same level as Lord Vishnu. So, any other questions? No? Anyone has any questions? Maharaj, how do we keep the offered flower on our hair? And when we want to take bath and when the flower falls down in the toilet, does it make any sin? When you take bath, Actually, I, you know, I don't know so much these things about ladies and all these things. But I would think that you would remove it before taking... Isn't it? What do you ladies... Actually, uh, usually you only take the full head bath once a month, isn't it? <laughs> no? <laughs> Twice a week. Oh. This I see. Kerala and their culture is different from the rest of India. <laughs> Full head bath. Because traditionally they only take once a month. <laughs> no, full head means they take bath daily, but they, only the hair would be once a month in traditional culture. So I would think that you'd, you'd remove the flowers before washing the hair, isn't it? Sure. You forget. Well, don't forget. Make a habit. There are some things, just like you see in the Ramanuja Sampradaya, they don't wear the Tulsi Mala. Because they think that, well, if you wear it, then you have to go in the bathroom with it, and it's an offense. But in our Sampradaya, we wear it anyway. Because by wearing Tulsi, you get the blessings of Krishna. So sometimes, living in this material world is always some kind of compromise. And some, just even being in this material world, it's a compromise with our initial purified state. Um, and especially when we're in the stage of sadhana bhakti, then our tendency is to make mistakes. And which can be considered offences. Although actually if we have a mood of full surrender to Krishna, then even a mistake it won't be considered an offence. But then if we think, well I'm fully surrendered, I can do anything I like, then it becomes an offence. Otherwise we have Kshama uh, Prarthana mantras. At the end of puja, there are different mantras that we should recite because when we're doing puja we may make some mistake, we may chant the mantra wrongly or forget the mantra or we may sometimes even mishandle the deity. Sometimes it happens. Aparada sahasrani kriyante harmishamaya yasavahamishimamapakshamasvamadvusundana There are so many shama pratana mantras. Prayers for asking to be freed from offenses. So this is one of them. That I make offenses, thousands of offenses day and night. But Madhu Sudha, please, considering me your servant, forgive me. So like this. Then, nice. So no more questions? No one else wants to write them down? 
Business man working in the business community should always have pen and paper. Are you going to jot things down? I always carry pen and paper because all the time we have so many things to do, so many things to write. Any time, can write it down, day or night. Anyone else has questions? Can write it down. Otherwise, we can do verbally. If there are not that many questions, we can do verbally. Yeah, you can ask things that they don't seem to be so. Writing it down that that when there are many people asking questions, and that puts some control on it, and then you don't you don't disappoint. And also, sometimes people they can write down things which they don't. They may feel shy to speak. Hmm. So anyone who wants to. Uh, Write it down. They can also do. Yeah, accidental death. Generally, we don't expect uh, a sadhu to depart from this world in the way that Krishna Maharaj did. How do we understand? Well, one of my god brothers. Made a suggestion that actually I wrote something about this. I think you're getting that on BBK or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's by Bhaktivinoda Govind Maharaj. No, I wrote something also. You didn't see that yeah, yeah. on BBK or something. But you haven't explained it uh, at the end, Maharaj. Uh, not exactly explained, but I made the point that in the case of a devotee, that whatever it is, definitely Krishna. It was Krishna's arrangement because for a devotee, his life is directly under the control of Krishna. So whatever it is, it's Krishna's arrangement. Now one god brother of mine suggested. I I wrote that it's in, it's simply inconceivable. Why Krishna does such things? Although there are instances in his, actually many, de- quite a few devotees every year die in car accidents. Sorry to say, falling asleep at the wheel, driving too fast. It's, there is also in the Madhva Sampradaya one instance of one Swami in Pariyai. That means during the time he's worshiping the deity that uh, one tiger came and killed him. So it's not without precedent. But anyway, one god brother suggested that uh, that whatever residual material reactions were there, Krishna finished it up in one second and took him to him. Tomorrow Krishna Raj passed away within the borders of Navdudham at the place where Haridash Thakur used to chant. So, during the Brahma Mahurta also. So, the place was auspicious, the time was auspicious. And actually, for a, for a great devotee, there's nothing inauspicious. Because his life is for Krishna. So there's nothing inauspicious. Krishna is a thief. Krishna is a liar. Krishna is a coward. He runs away from the battle. There's nothing inauspicious for Krishna. He's glorified for that. So much affection was, was expressed. Are any disciples at Mount Krishna Arachi? You were inviting him to come. Yeah, so much. He had a greeting. What is actually he wrote me last time? Last, last letter. Since last letter from him, after publishing his. Uh, 
take the PhD, then you will try to visit in Bahrain. Yeah, he told me. That's what this plan. So he can visit in the form of his books. Did you see his books? Yeah, I read that. Servant of the servant, of the servant especially is his yeah. most popular book. That book that gave me personally a lot of inspiration. And discussing the Radha Damada traveling party, so had the great enthusiasm to travel everywhere. This is Prabhupada's book, so I've I've always I would say to a large extent due to the inspiration from that book I've been always pushing out devotees for traveling Sankirtan and getting bus parties and going out so still directly or indirectly under my guidance in India we have a few bus parties traveling here and there distributing books Hare Krishna. Any other questions? Maharaj, this is uh, like, uh, I was thrilled really because Swami Krishna Goswami Maharaj, earlier there was a Panda program in Mayapur. He was still performing a Maharaj in the night. So I am going back. So you are saying, where? Oh, yeah. So I am going, going back home. I am going back home. Yeah, there are many indications. There and then at night before he, in the evening before he left, one of his disciples, he called him and said, do one thing for me. Go and take a bath in the Ganga on my behalf. Ganga Snan on my behalf. There are many so there are many things. Radhanath Maharaj, he, he suggested that Krishna knew that Tamal Krishna Maharaj, there are so many things he said to different disciples that I'm very satisfied with your service. You've been serving over all these years, I'm very satisfied with that. On the on the night before and even that very morning. So Radhanath Maharaj suggested that Krishna knew that Maharaj was leaving and Krishna through him he, he arranged that Maharaj would say so many things but Maharaj himself didn't know but Krishna knew yeah, cell phones off place she has taken Ganges birth I think towards the 13th of March hmm? 13th of March she has taken birth in the Ganges I'm not sure yeah. exactly I just arrived. You arrived there, I think, on uh, 14. Something. 14. Yeah. I, I just. Saw him just saw him just after Mongolati one morning. That's all. I mean, in Mayapur at that time. He just looked at me and smiled. There are so many things. Devotees there at that time. So I would have seen it. Gradually I met all my sannyasi and other god brothers. So I would have met him eventually, but the next time I saw him was when he left his body. His face was very, very looking very peaceful. We never saw him looking so peaceful. His question is this. Krishna in his childhood fasting, always he is keeping the thumb in the mouth. He's asking what it is. Not only the thumb, but he's putting butter on the end of his thumb. Not always. Not always, but if your children put their hands in their mouth, you should take it out. But for Krishna, there's no contamination. Sometimes he puts his toe in his mouth also. Have you seen that? Because he's thinking that all the devotees are anxious for the nectar of my lotus feet. He must be quite good. <laughs> Let me see what it's like. 
Any other questions? Not many questions? Everyone's... Is this uh, necessary in Vishnu tradition? Are we are body has to be committed in the during sunlight or daylight? That's the uh, tradition. Generally, that is tradition done. Tradition or ritual? Yeah. Tradition or ritual? Ritual are done according to tradition. Then it's transmitted in its ritual. Sorry? Then it's transmitted in its ritual. I can't understand what you're saying. I said, like. Uh, Actually, he was placed in Samadhi just after the evening. I was thinking it would, it would take a few days because usually a, a foreigner, they have to get there so many formalities, but somehow or other, Chaipitaka Maharaj managed to do everything in four hours. I, I didn't expect. Actually, what happened, we were doing Kirtan, after we got the news, we were just doing kirtan all morning. And I don't think anyone had anything in the morning. But then, uh, devotees were asking me, well, will you take some prasada? Normally, you wouldn't take prasada on such a day. But then I thought that it's Friday, and you see, with all the formalities, the weekend is coming, so nothing is possible till Monday. I wasn't expecting the body to come till Monday. So I thought, yeah, I said, you just play, prepare something very plain, no spices, nothing, because, you know, we, we can't fast for four days. You have to take something. So then I just sat down to take, and then, and then we heard that the news, that the body is coming. So then we all went out to the front gate, and actually waited for about another hour. We're doing kirtan. So then... Uh, I eventually, after everything was over, I eventually took some milk at 8 o'clock at night. I didn't eat that day. Just uh, didn't feel like eating or even drinking. Oh. Anyway, Hare Krishna. Some devotees they took, not even in the morning, but most of the devotees stayed in the temple and just didn't give them. Now one thing I thought is that most of Prabhupada's disciples now are over 50. So the time is going to be coming fairly soon when most of them will start to pass away. So take advantage of the association while you can. That's one thing. Another thing is you have to become strong to lead the next generation. <coughs> Another thing is that, you see, just like, actually many of, not many, but quite a few of Tamakrish Maharaj's disciples were in Mayapur, from India and from other countries. He had disciples in, quite, quite a few disciples in India and in many in America and Australia and many places. There were quite a few disciples in, there in Mayapur to be with him during that time. And, uh, well, they were expressing how, especially Gaurnarayan Prabhu, one, one of his most wonderful disciples, was expressing that, that, uh, that we have the ISKCON. Our Guru is not directly present with us now, but we have the shelter of all the devotees in ISKCON. We have so many, uh, especially god brothers and god sisters of our guru, like that. So that's something very wonderful about ISKCON, which you don't see actually in other societies. After Bhaktisiddhanta Sartako passed away, then the Goryamat split up, and it's continuing to split. And every time they split into different mats, and each mat had its own acharya. And then each time after one acharya passes away, and again they split up, and it's just more and more and more groups coming. But Prabhupada said that the Gorya mat failed in the mission to 
continue the strong preaching mission of Bhaktisthan Saraswat Thakur because they didn't obey his order to stay united under GBC. But instead they thought it should be one Acharya. But instead of having one Acharya, they have dozens of missions. Most of them were just like one or two mats, like this. But in Iskon, certainly there have been difficulties. That we're not denying. But that we have uh, many of Prabhupada's disciples initiating, giving guidance and shelter all within one family. So that is a great strength of this Iskon actually, because that's what Prabhupada wanted. He wanted all to stay united within the society. And so it's like a joint family. You see, in the modern age, there are so many problems because in family life, because there's only husband, wife, one or two children. And actually, it's not a very natural system. And there are so many problems in family life nowadays. But the traditional system is that there's a joint family and all the brothers live together. And uh, in Kerala, it might be a little bit matriarchal system. But the children, they have so many... The children, they grow up and they're children of different brothers, but they're all... There's practically no difference between... They're all... They consider each other as just like completely like brothers and sisters. and Their uncles and aunts, they're all the same as their mother and father. So that way they get more affection and guidance and care from so many... Uh, mothers and fathers. So the same way in Iskon we have many initiating gurus and in this way all the children get more guidance and affection. There can, there can be some problems there also just like sometimes different gurus have different perspectives on different issues but basically they that will be there because no two people are exactly the same but as long as the they're all agreed to abide by the ruling of the GBC body and if they all are working conjointly in service of Srila Prabhupada and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission then there's then there's no major problem. Everything will be nice. Hare Krishna. Any more questions? It is mentioned in Bhagavad Gita the child in the mother's womb is in a most uncomfortable situation. Actually, this is mentioned in Bhagavatam and Prabhupada mentions in the purport. And praise to the Lord to help get out and undertake to serve the Lord as soon as he comes out of the womb. Human beings forget the Lord covered by material things and it is the mentality of human beings to remember the Lord only in difficulties. The absence of Krishna consciousness in this material world is it because there are less problems? That's the first question. Well, the material world is full of problems. Who thinks there's less problems? There are plenty of problems. But we're so foolish that we think everything is very nice. No problem. Sometimes people say like that. But actually there's, there's so many problems, but sometimes it becomes more intense. And in that situation, someone who is pious, he turns to Krishna. What is that shloka in Bhagavad Gita in which Krishna says that? Chatur Vidha so Krishna says that four kinds of pious people they start worshipping me so the first is called Artha which means anyone? 
Manu is distressed. Then Arathati means those who want money in Jignasu. Those who are curious. And Jnani, the, the Jnani, those who have knowledge of the Lord's office. So generally when someone is distressed, he's more inclined to take on Krishna consciousness. Practically we see that. Isn't it? Maybe not in your case. You're all highly elevated souls. But, but generally we see that when people are in when they're more distressed, and if they're somewhat pious, then then they may be inclined to take up Krishna consciousness. And why has Krishna created a material world to which human beings are slaves and wants to come out of it and surrender to Him? Krishna created this material world because we're all rascals. <laughs> For us. Because we wanted to enjoy separately from Krishna. So Krishna made facility. But at the same time, Krishna gives the opportunity to the fallen souls within the material world to come out of it by taking up Krishna consciousness. Otherwise, there's no need for this material world. It's just like a jailhouse. There's no need for a jail. There's no reason why anyone should act in a criminal manner and get incarcerated in the jail. There's no need. You don't. No one forces you that you are now you should go and steal something and get caught and put in the prison. But still, some people they choose. Even if there's opportunity, you see, even in countries where there's no there's opportunity for earning money, and you can earn money and live by legal means. In every country, even where there's full employment, everything, you'll still find. People who are criminals. They don't need to, but they have a perverted mentality. That why should I work and earn money? I'll just enter someone's house when they're not there and steal everything within it. So for such people, when they're caught, there's the prison house. There's no need for the prison house. But some people have a perverted mentality and therefore they require to be punished in the prison house with the intent of reforming them. But even if they're not reformed, if they have no interest in being reformed, at least they're kept away from the upright, law-abiding citizen. So in the same way, there's no need for this material world, but because we have rebelled against Krishna, Krishna has made this facility and create this material world where there's so much suffering. At the same time, because we have the mentality, I want to enjoy, I want to be like God. Therefore, Krishna has given us the opportunity to live out our fantasies of being enjoyers. And at the same time, Krishna arranges that he himself comes and devotees come to give us the opportunity to think about him and gradually become Krishna conscious. So actually there's no need for the material world that we make. Just like one time a devotee asked Prabhupada, well why did Krishna create Maya? And Prabhupada said in a very strong voice, you created Maya. Means that it's for you because you want it. Krishna doesn't want us to suffer in this material world. But we want it. We would rather live in this world of suffering with the, with the false ego of thinking that I am independent from Krishna than to actually surrender to Krishna. So our consciousness requires reforming. Therefore we have the process of sadhana bhakti. Chanting the names of the Lord associating with devotees, all these things are purified. And we should also study, uh, understand very carefully the philosophy of Krishna consciousness, especially Prabhupada, which is so much trouble to write all these books. So we should take the trouble to read them, and we can hear Prabhupada's 
recorded lectures. And in this way we can understand why we are in this situation and how we should get out of it by surrendering to Krishna in all details. Asamsayam Krishna says in Bhagavad-gita that by hearing from me that, uh, Krishna says by hearing from me you can become free from all doubts. Maya Saktamana Partha Yogam Yunjamadashaya Asangshayam Samagramma Yatagyasasi Tatshuna. Krishna tells Arjuna that you should listen to me with your mind attached to me. And by hearing from me, Krishna says, you'll be freed from all doubts. So there are many doubts because this material world appears to us to be real. We don't know or we don't have information about what is actually real. We think this material world is real. In one sense it is, but in another sense it's false in as much as this is not our real place. Our real place is in the spiritual world with Krishna. So we should hear who is Krishna? What is our relationship with Krishna? How we should serve Krishna? How we should become purified and go to Krishna? So we should understand this philosophy very carefully. How many of you have Bhagavatam sets? Of course it's a little difficult to get them here. You have. Young girl. You have a Bhagavatam set in your home? That's very nice. This side? Pitamba Chaitanya must be It's got modern. Got it in the, the book format on the computer also. Yeah, so try and when you go to India, get the Bhagavatam Study that. It's a big job to go through. And when you finish reading once, you go through again. And then when you finish twice, you go through again. And there are other, you can read Chaitanya Chaitanya also. But again and again and again. We should start reading Bhagavatam. That's very most purifying. And uh, that helps us to, by daily reading, it's like daily nourishment. Daily you need to eat, isn't it? To get strength for the body. So daily you need to chant, you need to read. And that helps to keep our consciousness very clear. That this material world... We're moving in it, but this is not our real home. And all the things we receive from the education system, from the uh, all around us, the whole atmosphere, which is promoting lead a material life, enjoy yourself, be happy here, all this wrong propaganda. If we simply study Gita, Bhagavatam, all these books, it means Prabhupada's Gita then we will get a clear understanding that this material world and everything that's going on within it, this is not the ultimate reality. The ultimate reality is Krishna consciousness. So we have to study this. Otherwise, unless we are fixed in the proper understanding of Krishna consciousness, then we will have a sentimental approach to Krishna consciousness. And we won't be able to get... We won't be able to fix our consciousness clearly. We'll be mixed up with materialism or us. Even you see, within the broad body of Hinduism, there's also Krishna Bhakti. But within the general Hindu society, even though there's some knowledge of Krishna, people go to temples of Krishna, but there's no proper understanding of Krishna that we have to surrender to Krishna. So, the question came up about studying Narayaniya. So, my answer came, no, better you study Prabhupada's books, because by reading Narayaniya, you won't get the same impetus to understand Krishna and to surrender to Krishna as you get from reading Prabhupada's books. 
or even if you read Bhagavatam, some other translation, you won't get the same as you get from Prabhupada's books, because in Prabhupada's books, he has not only explained the philosophy, but in every line, in every word, he's pushing us to surrender to Krishna. The Prabhupada's books are very powerful to change our consciousness, to change our whole approach to life. But uh, there is general Krishna Bhakti within the broader body of Hinduism, which, alright, that's good. But just being a, a general Hindu, that won't give us Krishna Bhakti. And that we have to take the knowledge from the great uh, Charyas. Prabhupada, he said, by reading my books, you get in contact with all the Acharyas. So that's very powerful, because that's direct link with Krishna Loka. Whereas if we study Narayaniyam, some something, some idea of Krishna is there, but not the same. You are not the same as studying Prabhupada's books. You won't get it. Even if you read the Gita shlokas only, it's not the same as you have to study the purpose to understand. You won't get a clear idea. You won't understand what Bhagavad Gita is unless we study the purpose that Prabhupada has given. And we come in the proper parampara. They haven't studied. And even if you say, yes, yes, I'm in, the, I'm in this parampara, I'm an initiated devotee, but unless we study these books, still you won't understand. I've seen devotees, they're chanting 16 rounds, they're following everything, but they don't understand this philosophy hardly at all, because they don't read the books. And they have so many mixed up ideas, because they don't read the books. They haven't actually, they're following the process somewhat, externally, but they haven't actually surrendered, and they haven't actually become a disciple in the line of Prabhupada because they don't study his books. If you don't read Prabhupada's books, then how can you say that you are a disciple or follower of Srila Prabhupada? You're supposed to take knowledge from him. Even the gurus in Iskand, there are... Of course, every guru, Prabhupada himself used to say that, well, I'm simply representing my guru Maharaj. So the gurus in Iskand, the present generation of disciples of Prabhupada, they also say that we're simply representing Prabhupada. But the, the special feature is that Prabhupada is given the books, which are the law books for the next 10,000 years. They are the books by which all future generations of gurus will teach. And the qualification to be a guru in Iskon is that he teaches according to what Prabhupada has given us. Of course, Prabhupada is not an independent. Anacharya is not independent in the sense that he only follows what the previous Acharyas have given. But practically we see that, as Prabhupada once said, that my Guru Maharaj, his books he wrote for me. Because we see that after Bhaktisiddhanta Sanskrit Thakur, no one could spread Krishna consciousness in the way that Prabhupada did. So it is essential. As Prabhupada wrote in one purport in Chaitanya Charitamrita, he said, it is essential that the members of the Krishna Conscious Movement study all of Prabhupada's books. Otherwise, in course of time, they will simply eat and sleep and lose their interest in Krishna Bhakti and fall down. So, even there are other books that Prabhupada recommended we could read them. But that means especially the books of us, Sampradaya Acharyas. But the basis is Prabhupada's books, which is, so even you see I'm writing books, and I'll be presenting to you also. But that's only on the basis of Prabhupada's books. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a substitute. That uh, Prabhupada, he also wanted his disciples to write books, and that will go on. But that should be to complement the information in Prabhupada's books. It's not meant to be a substitute, just like this beginner's guide to Krishna, just one book I wrote. It's because all this, the, what's in there is all what is taught by Prabhupada. But that was mostly what Prabhupada taught verbally. He didn't, he taught 
individual devotee. This should be done like this, this should be done like that. So I collected all that. So that's only actually, the name is given there, Beginner's Guide to Krishna Rajas by Bhakti Vikasra. But actually it's only all of Prabhupada's instruction. And then just like this Brahmachari book, that's all Prabhupada's instructions, written and verbal, on a particular topic, which is collected together. So, Hare Krishna. Any other questions? Do you all have a time limit? You're all going to work tomorrow morning, is it? <coughs> Children going to school? They're all on holiday in Dubai also. What's the great event that there's a holiday? Ending of the year. Academic year. Oh, I see. The summer holidays begin now? No, the summer holidays will be in July. But here the year ending is in the month. So the kids are on holiday, but not the grown ups. You have to go to work. Uh, I'm booked to leave tomorrow. Yes. I could postpone. It is possible. It's possible. Why don't you do that? But I don't intend to do so. <laughs> <laughs> do you like to do the rebooking No, I'm not going to do so. Because I'll tell you what. And I, I've told why many times, but I have to repeatedly say It's because it's a big world, there are many places to go to, and practically daily, either by email or verbally, I'm regretfully turning down invitations to go to different places. Somehow I'm coming here sometimes. Not that I anything. Actually, nothing special about me. It's just that you know, being a disciple of Prabhupada, I always like to see that shows their affection for Prabhupada. Uh, so I, I, I'm not going to so many places. I'm trying to keep. You can't go to so many places. I'm trying to keep a limit. And another thing is, I need to keep time for writing my books which is taking a lot of time. Last time I said that my book on Bhaktisthana Sasura Thakur was almost ready. And actually it was ready and I even sent it for proofreading. But then, uh, unexpectedly, three different sources of new, three major sources of new research material came to me. So I'm going through that now. Some old books in Bengali I'm going through now. So it'll be a bigger book, but it takes a lot of work. Yeah, that book. So I'm going back. I'm going to spend a few days 